0: Welcome to Proclaiming Justice, a podcast from PJTN that focuses the light of truth on vital issues in today's headlines that impact every American. I'm your host, Laurie Cardoza Moore, founder and president of Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, and I'm here to educate, motivate, and activate you to action. I want to arm you with the truth and the facts you'll need to fight and preserve our constitutional republic and uphold the Judeo Christian values. Our nation was founded upon. Beginning 2,500 years ago, prejudice and violence against Jews has been the longest-running hatred in Earth's history. And alarmingly, anti-Semitism didn't end with the Holocaust. Unfortunately, it is alive and well today in the halls of Congress, the media, and the communities at large. But why has this hatred and violence persisted for so long? And why in these last days is it increasing at distressing rates? Are we witnessing biblical prophecies being fulfilled? Thank you for joining me today on Focus on Israel. I'm Laurie Cardoza-Moore, founder and president of Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, a nonprofit organization dedicated to educating and sharing the message of Christian biblical responsibility to the people and land of Israel in the face of a growing global anti-Semitism. PJTN was birthed to stop the silence and alert Christians and all people of conscience to the reality of a world set on destroying Israel and the Jewish people. Since 2005, PJTN has fought against this hate and will always resist those who stand against the plan of God. Anti-Semitism has been called a virus that spreads undetected. That's because anti-Semitic hate speech is everywhere. It is presented as truth in the media, communities, and some religious groups. Moshe Kantor, president of the European Jewish Congress, recently stated, It is now clear that anti-Semitism is no longer limited only to the far-left or far-right and radical Islamist triangle. It has become mainstream... And often accepted by civil society. In Genesis 12 God says to Abraham, I will make unto you a great nation. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And in Genesis 17 God said to Abraham, I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you. You see, Jews are blessed by God through an everlasting, eternal covenant. Further, God warns us that in the end times there would arise false prophets who would attempt to deceive us and pull us off course. In Matthew 24, it states, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. We are warned that deception will abound in these days, but the Bible says if one neglects to follow God's word, they will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Matthew seven states, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name? And done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. It is our duty as Christians and people of conscience to know and stand for the truth as it is presented in the Bible, not through the media. Our episode today, covering the United Nations Human Rights Violations Conference, reveals the ever present problem of anti Semitism through the eyes of experts from around the world. We'll first hear from Ambassador Dr. Caleb Otto, Ambassador and Permanent Representative of PALU to the United Nations. Dr. Otto will be followed by Ms. Nellie Shiloh, head of Human Rights Division, on behalf of the Permanent Mission of Israel to the United Nations. Ms. Shiloh will present her unique perspective as a Syrian-born Jew who, with her family, fled to Israel as a child. I wanna welcome um, all of you to the Human Rights Violations Conference. Today we'll be addressing the rise of global genocidal antisemitism and Vatican II's Nostra Aetate. We will begin with opening remarks from our distinguished panelists. Ambassador Dr. Caleb Otto is ambassador and permanent representative of Palau to the United Nations. Please give a warm welcome to Ambassador
1: Otto. (laughs) Uh, Thank you all very much for coming. As the Secretary General Ban Ki-moon says, this organization was born out of the ashes of World War II to, according to its charter, reaffirm faith in the fundamental rights, in the dignity and worth of human person, to practice tolerance and live together in peace with one another. And in promoting and encouraging respect for human rights and for fundamental freedoms for all, without distinction as to race, sex, language, or religion, and to be a center for harmonizing the actions of nations in the attainment of the common ends of peace and security. Thus, it appears that the organization has strayed from its mission when out of the 7,200 resolutions it passes each year, Three-fourths of them apply to Israel. One has to ask the question, then, why that is. There are many other examples of conflicts between nations and between peoples, but no one nation is condemned by the UN resolutions in the manner that Israel is. It seems to me, then, that the reason for condemnations is not so much the act of aggression or instigation of conflict or even who does it. It seems that the state of Israel is guilty because of its citizens who are Jewish people. In all appearance, this is anti-Semitic. Never again was the vow made only 70 years ago about the Holocaust. But now we are seeing a resurgence of the same reasons for mistreating the Jewish people. These reasons now give rise for advocating to boycott Jewish businesses and products, to boycott Jewish arts and entertainment. The main reason is that they belong to Jewish people. We know from history that this reasoning resulted in the killing of six million Jewish people. This kind of attitude has no place anywhere in the world today, least of all within the walls of the United Nations, where we are supposed to be the premier peacemakers. So as we celebrate the 70th anniversary of the United Nations, we can turn fresh pages of our attitude and behavior and embrace all peoples of all races as equal and deserving dignity and respect. I know this means a lot to everyone, as it has to me. And in seeking God's blessings for Palau, I will bless Israel, because God said in Genesis 12:3, in speaking to Abraham, saying, and I will bless you, and I will bless those who bless you. I thank you.
0: Ms. Nellie Shiloh, head of Human Rights Division on behalf of the permanent mission of Israel to the United Nations.
2: Nellie, the floor is yours. Thank, Thank you. you. As a young girl growing up in Syria, I witnessed anti-Semitism and experience, experienced it firsthand. My father risked his life and the lives of his wife and children when he decided to escape from Syria and come to Israel. Without the brave actions of my father, I would not be standing here in front of you today. At that time, the Jews of Syria believed that the only safe place in the world for Jews was in Israel. I believe, thanks to the education and values I got in Israel, that the world must be safe for people of all religions, Jews, Muslims, and Christians all over the world when the chant, Death to Jews, can be heard on the streets of Paris, when synagogues in Europe must be protected by armed guards, when vile anti-Semitic images can be found in the Palestinian press and in newspapers throughout the Arab world, we must stand up and pay attention. These signs of renewed hatred of Jews, just because they are Jews, must serve as a wake-up call for the international community and for the United Nations, Anti-Semitism is not a relic from the past, but an ever-present reality for Jews in many places. We must not make the mistake of thinking that anti-Semitism exists because of what Jews do, what Jews say, or what Jews believe. As Jonathan Sachs, the former chief rabbi of the United Kingdom, explained, Jews have been hated because they were rich, and because they were poor, because they were capitalist, and because they were communists because they believed in tradition, and because they were ruthless cosmopolitans, because they kept to themselves, and because they penetrated everywhere. Antisemitism, Rabbi Sachs concluded, is not a belief, but is a virus. A virus cannot be argued with. It must be eradicated. This is why we must never excuse or rationalize antisemitism. Targeting Jewish businesses, places of worship, and Jews themselves is no less anti-Semitic when it is done out of perceived wrongs committed by Israel. Singling out Jews, and only Jews, as powerful, tribal, disloyal, and devious, should be seen for what it is, a restatement of classical anti-Semitism and we must state frankly, the de- 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 delegitimization of Israel, the one and only Jewish state, may be nothing more than a pretext for prejudice. It can be a way for those who hate Jews to express their hatred without suffering the shame of being publicly identified as anti Semit, When Israel is condemned as an illegitimate state, when the Jewish state is denounced as racist uh, for being Jewish, when the only democracy in the Middle East faces accusations not leveled at the world's worst dictators, a clear line has been crossed. Despite the urgency of the threat we are here today to discuss, there is still no UN resolution condemning anti-Semitism and calling on UN member states to fight against it. We called for the creation of a UN seminar, to ed- educate about the hateful causes and the heinous consequences of anti Semitism. This call has not yet been answered and should not be ignored. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to finish. Um, the lessons of the Holocaust were a guideline light for the founders of the United Nations, yet, anti Semitism f- still thrives today, sometimes even crossing the threshold of this institution. So let's join together to declare that we will not give up. We will not be silent. We will not ignore the minor anti-Semitic incidents, nor will we ignore grave cases. We will not allow world leaders to look away from anti-Semitism in their midst. We will speak up. We will educate. We will not look away from the suffering of others. And at the end, we will win. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen.
0: I want to take you to Israel in pictures and film. I want you to see how God's sovereign hand can be seen before our eyes right here in this land. That's why PJTN is offering a special anniversary package that includes a captivating new book and award-winning DVD. Israel Rising is a unique visual story of Israel's miraculous journey from unforgiving desert to thriving nation. Thousands of years ago, the prophet Ezekiel foretold a future time in which the arid land of Israel would come alive for its people. Now this breathtaking book documents the fulfillment of this vision, as rarely seen photographs from the 1880s to the 1940s are juxtaposed with recent photos of the same locations. This book will inspire and captivate you as it illuminates Israel's foretold awakening in a new and unforgettable way. In addition, you'll receive the award-winning documentary, Israel Indivisible, The Case for the Ancient Homeland. This inspiring film examines the many political twists and turns that make Israel the world's most controversial nation. From Abraham and the promise to the issues facing the Jewish state today, the film examines the historical, archaeological, legal, and biblical foundations for the modern state of Israel. This is a limited time offer for these two remarkable resources for just a one-time gift of $70 today. Your generous donation will help ensure that PJTN stays on the front lines and in the headlines of all the important issues facing Israel and our Jewish brethren. So please go to PJTN.org today. From studying history, it's very clear that what starts with the Jews never ends only with the Jews we must strongly stand against any anti-semitic trends for if not stopped they'll cause harm to all of us and we'll witness the downfall of our judeo-christian western culture today many people say there's no longer a need for a jewish state that jews around the world no longer need a place of refuge but anyone who has heard recent statistics about the worldwide rise in anti-semitism would never make such a claim. The reality is that neo-Nazi groups and Nazi sympathizers are increasing around the world. Surveys show that over one billion people in the world harbor anti-Semitic attitudes. Close to 50% believe that Jews have too much power in the business world, and two-thirds of the world's population has never heard of the Holocaust or believe the historic accounts of it are inaccurate. Don't let yourself be manipulated by evil people with a wicked agenda. When the self-serving villains are in control, good people from all religions suffer. Muslims, Christians, and all people of conscience should stand proudly and show respect for a country that gives so much to the world in so many ways. Do your part, do your research, and do what you can to make a difference. Because what happens in Israel does affect us all. This is not just a Jewish or just an Israeli problem. This is a problem for all humanity, for each and every one of us who believe in freedom and human rights. Learn more about what you can do at PJTN.org. This next segment features Ms. Monica Pachumi, Third Committee Human Rights and Humanitarian Affairs on behalf of the permanent mission of Cyprus to the United Nations. Following Ms. Pachumi, we will hear from Ms. Laurie Reagan, who is President of the New York Chapter of the Endowment for Middle East Truth and serves on the Board of Scholars for Peace in the Middle East.
3: Dear organizers, on behalf of the mission of Cyprus to the United Nations, I would like to congratulate you on today's event. We express our concern about the disturbing rise of anti-Semitic hatred and violence internationally. The world has suffered too much from war and genocide, and we in Cyprus know too well the consequences of war. Cyprus has historic relations with Israel and its people dating back to the Hellenistic period. Cypriots have also witnessed the difficulties faced by the survivors of the Holocaust when following the end of the Second World War, stayed for around nine months in Cyprus, which was then a British colony. During that period, Cypriots offered the Jewish refugees their assistance, while friendly relations developed. Today, Cyprus is committed to fighting anti-Semitism at the international and national levels, through its policies, positions, and legislation on combating racism and xenophobia and religious intolerance, and our position is guided by the European Union's positions on the issue. We are also resolved to never again let atrocities such as the Holocaust happen, and we observe the International Day of of the Commemoration in memory of the victims of the Holocaust. Ladies and gentlemen. In the effort to combat anti-Semitism and any other form of racism, xenophobia, or related intolerance, no effort can be spared. Governments, the international community, and religious leaders, we all must stand united. Thank you.
0: Our next panelist, please welcome Lori Regan. Lori, you have the
2: floor.
4: Thank you, Lori, and thank you all for coming out today for this very important forum. As historian Richard Landis discussed in a recent essay, the years from 1945 to 2000 in the West represent the longest sustained period of principled and open Philo-Judaism, what I would transcribe as Christian support for Israel's independence and Zionism in the three millennia-long history of Israelite Jewish civilization. Landis specifically dates the onset of the current wave of anti-Semitism to the early days of October 2000, when France and other European countries saw sharp rises in a range of hostile acts towards Jews. Noted author, scholar, and psychologist Dr. Phyllis Chessler authored a book entitled The New Anti-Semitism in 2003 that was mostly ignored at the time. Her very prescient thesis, that the anti-Zionism taking hold across the globe was just a cover for what in reality was actually good old fashioned anti-Semitism is now a generally accepted reality that cannot be ignored. And Professor Landis stated, Jew hatred has taken many forms over its millennia-long history, constantly adapting to new conditions, mutating to best disseminate its memes. Under the conditions of modernity, after the Holocaust UN Geneva Convention, where open hatred of all Jews is stifled by political correctness, anti-Zionism offers the most successful mutation. Anti-Zionist memes can fly where anti-Semitic ones are prohibited, and then bring them along. In France, Britain, Norway, Greece, Malaysia, Sweden, Bosnia, Lebanon, Thailand, South Korea, and India, the hate manifested itself in hysteria. The United States was not immune, as videos of demonstrators screaming death to Israel, God bless Hitler, kill the Jews, and reopen the ovens, could be heard on the streets of New York, Los Angeles, Washington DC, and Fort Lauderdale. In response to the violence that left hundreds of Jews besieged inside a synagogue in Paris, one reporter stated, quote, What I have seen today is Arab hatred against Jews, pure hatred, right in the middle of Paris. Don't try to explain or understand. It was hatred, period. Which brings me to my next point. Islam is the religion with the highest percentage of open hostility to Jews and anti-Semitic attitudes as well as Holocaust denial. And before people rush to Kamiya and Islamophobe, I suggest that we must recognize this phenomenon and question what we can do to stem the tide of this raging aggression. Arab-Muslim attacks against Jews from the beginning of the 20th century, well before any alleged occupation of disputed lands, have been well documented. And if Israel did disappear into the sea, as far too many of this earth's inhabitants seem to wish, Anti-Semitic canards, such as Jews are warmongers, greedy Jews control the world, and other such nonsense, would continue to flourish. As the brilliant scholar Ruth Wise recently wrote, If we mistakenly imagine that this is about the Jews, we fall into the trap that anti-Semitism sets for us by deflecting attention from perpetrators to victims. The trail of terror leads not to the Jews, but from those who organize against them. Opposition to Israel was the unifying feature of an otherwise splintering Arab League that found in anti-Zionism the same ideological energy that Europeans had found in anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism has also reared its ugly head in far too many institutional aspects of civil society. The UN's own UNRWA is one of the worst culprits allowing Hamas terrorists to hide rockets in UNRWA schools in Gaza and publishing books that teach Arabs to hate Jews, furthering the burgeoning animus in the region that is actually helping prevent any possibility of peace. College campuses are hotbeds of anti-Semitism as boycott, divestment, and sanctions measures are voted upon by both student governments and national faculty organizations and are met with either silence or consent by college administrations. Earlier this year, Larry Summers recognized that the general failure of American academic leaders to aggressively take on the challenge posed by the BDS movement represents a consequential abdication of moral responsibility. He also added It is a sad irony that Theodore Herzl, the founder of modern Zionism, hoped that the establishment of the State of Israel would bring an end to anti Semitism. On college campuses in the United States, vilification of Israel has never been so great. And yet, From NYU and Harvard to the University of Michigan and UC Berkeley, it is not uncommon for Jewish students to receive death threats or faux eviction notices while administrators remain silent. The Muslim Students Association, a Muslim Brotherhood offshoot, and Students for Justice in Palestine, a group known for its violence, aggressive tactics, and intimidation of Jewish students, are opening chapters on campuses across the country. Swastikas are becoming commonplace on Jewish fraternity houses, and AEPI students from across the country met recently to share their accounts of violent acts taken against them, including one that left a young man hospitalized for at least three weeks. The BDS movement is showing no signs of waning. Rather, it seems to be flourishing as anti-Semites the world over use Israel as their new punching bag, disguising their hatred of Jews as a politically correct fight against Israeli apartheid. The veil is lifted as soon as one questions why the focus is on Israel, rather than the true regimes across the Middle East and beyond, which are vile and anti-Semitic, and which are ignored. But those states are, inhabited, are not inhabited by Jews. This cancer known as anti-Semitism begins with the Jews, but as history has proven, it does not end there. It infiltrates all of society, and it is coming our way. Shouts of death to Israel are invariably followed by shouts of death to America. Those who fail to heed the lessons of history are doomed to repeat its tragedies. And history is repeating itself while far too many are ignoring it. History will not look kindly upon the Western world in the early 21st century if we allow this cancer to grow. Thank you.
0: Since the U.N. conference was held in 2015, anti-Semitism and hate crimes toward Jews has risen sharply. Recently, violent shooting attacks have been directed at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, the Poway Synagogue in San Diego, the Miami-Dade Synagogue in Florida, and at a German synagogue on Yom Kippur. According to the FBI, since 1995, Jews across the country have been the victim of more religiously motivated hate crimes than any other group. In a September 2019 survey conducted by the American Jewish Committee, nearly 9 in 10 American Jews say anti-Semitism is a problem in the U.S. This leads us to ask some important questions. Do we not see that this problem is getting more and more serious while it is being accepted as the norm? This was the trend in Nazi Germany, which led up to the Holocaust. God has said that he will bless those who bless the Jewish people. So where do we stand on this issue? Will we stand by and watch as this problem grows? Or will we take a stand to stem the tide of hatred and violence toward our Jewish brethren? Here are a few suggestions of things that each of us can do. We can write to news agencies and lawmakers when they express anti-Semitism. Be a leader in your community and in your church. One person can make a difference. Be brave. Lovingly speak up in conversations with your friends and acquaintances. Stand up for God and the Jewish people in everyday discussions. Get involved with and support pro-Israel organizations such as PJTN. Call your senators, congressmen. Let your elected leaders hear from you. Visit our website to learn more, sign up to receive free action alerts, and order our films to share with family and friends. Please encourage everyone you know to tune in and become informed. If you're interested in starting a local chapter of PJTN to combat anti Semitism in your community, please contact us at infopjtn.org. God bless you, and thank you for all you do on behalf of our Jewish brethren and all Israel. We'll see you next time on Focus on Israel. To support this program, send your tax-deductible gift to Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, PO Box 682711, Franklin, Tennessee, 37068. You can also support PJTN online. Visit PJTN.org or call 1-877-873-9020. Anti-Semitism has reached epic proportions, and Israel is now surrounded by nations who seek its destruction. For Israel to lose just one battle would mean losing everything. As Christians, it is our biblical responsibility to stand with our Jewish brethren and Israel. PJTN needs your help to reach more Christians with this urgent message. Please visit our website to become a member today and order our award-winning documentaries, You must decide that you won't be silent. Sign up now at PJTN.org. God bless you and thank you for your support and prayers. Thank you again for joining me on this edition of Proclaiming Justice. Please share this podcast with your family and friends. For more information about how you can get involved, please visit our website at PJTN.org. As a PJTN Watchman, you can help us keep up the fight to preserve our freedom
4: for our children and their children for such a time as this.